Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 10, Episode 8. I'm Jack. Hi, Steve. Giles. Jay, the other one. <laughs> so the old Jay is back, which we're thrilled this week. <laughs> Because we were just discussing before we started recording that Jay's almost twice my age, which is fantastic. And the best thing I've learned in 10 years of this podcast. Which and you're like 28 now, aren't you? So Jay's old. We've got the West Brom game to discuss. So let's go straight in with that. So West Brom nils first one. Now, anybody that listened to the pod last week would have heard us saying about how much of an easy game it was going to be. Gosh. We were just going to go up there and comfortably beat them 3-4-0 and they were just West Brom were a terrible side we're so good going forward um, and it was nearly a classic Spurs result yes. um, and at 0-0 with 20 minutes to go I think we were all thinking this has got 1-0 West Brom all over it um, but lo and behold no it wasn't and Kane popped up with the winner with two minutes to go um, another massive massive win um, to go up there and not play well get the clean sheet and, and get three points was was fantastic. So, uh, Ashley, want to come to you first? What were your What were your thoughts on on the game and the result? It's exactly like you said. I thought, oh, it's one of those games. It's a West Brom game because we've got loads of like one one draws up there, haven't we? And we've got it. It feels like it's it's harder than it is. And it looking back now, it, it's a great. Obviously, it's a great result, and it feels annoying that it should have. It was as hard as it was. Like I quite want to go out and just batter some teams, you know. But it was. In the end, like they obviously massively elevated their game. They they tried really, really, really hard. And we, the the best thing about the game for me was how we how we changed the game so dramatically with the substitutions, like and how purposeful they were. Because before in those sort of situations, you'd be relying on Bale, or you would have quite a rigid structure, and then you'd swap like Defoe for Pavlichenko, and it would be just the same thing, just someone slightly different. But now we've got Vinicius who almost scored. Or, um, we've got um, and then the shape changed when Bale was swapped for Mora. I I thought it was a great game to show what we're about. I think I still think we're title contenders. Yeah, yeah. much, yeah. much, much to my chagrin. Is <clears throat> um, a chagrin. We are we are title contenders, aren't we? I mean that that is literally. I think our worst ground, isn't it? The Hawthorns. It must be, it must be up there. It's you know, just not. Notwithstanding, you know, Stamford Bridge, Bridge and all that obvious stuff, um, it's got to be the worst place in the in 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 England in the ECL <laughs> that we go. Uh, full stop. We've had some horrible moments there, and actually, I, all all I could remember uh, was uh, Ben Foster. Do you remember Ben Foster between the sticks for West Brom? How he, yeah. How he would just waste time. Oh yeah. Save everything. Oh. It was that combination when Tony Pulis was West Brom manager. And it was Pulis, Ben Foster, West Brom, the Hawthorne. <laughs> I just I just remember taking my, my, my daughter to her first ever game at the lane. I mean by this time she was seven, my my lad was five. And uh I uh I I, I mean we we well, my lad had been to a few games by but but we went to it was about twenty fourteen, fifteen. And uh, it, we we lost one nil to West Brom at at home at the lane. 
When was that? And it was about 14, 15, something like that. Must have been there. Yeah. It was dreadful. It was woke. And do you know what? She didn't come to another game. I, so. <laughs> I literally. So, 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 so our record v West Ham has been enough to put my my oldest, my 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 my, my oldest and dearest off off Tottenham for life. Um, but 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 notwithstanding that, I mean, I. But Burnley was painful, wasn't it? Obviously, you talked about Burnley that. It was really painful. That was yeah. more painful. Like Brighton was painful as well. Like, all, if if I'm honest, all three of the games have been painful. But yeah. we've, we've got nine points. So well, we've got nine points out of them. But 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 what I saw, I mean, I, I also had that the the fear of Slaven Bilic, <laughs> um, and how he sets teams up to play against Tottenham. I mean, ASD, you'll remember that 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 wonderful evening. Uh, Upton Park. We won't call it the Bowling. We call it Upton Park. Oh yeah, we had. Yeah, we went to the last game, didn't we? We went to Neville's Bar before. Did we go to Neville's Bar before in Westfield? Yeah, and and just Billet Billet's just set 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 West Ham up to just kick us. Yeah. And and fight us, and that's basically how he set us up. And it was, and actually, I thought West West Brom, apart from being absolutely filthy and us getting no decisions. West Brom actually played really well. They they rose they rose to the occasion. Um, you can't you can't criticise them for playing anti football and just sitting back and hitting us on the break. They actually took the game to us. Um, but 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 a part of me thinks we we actually sort of wanted that and invited that on as well. Mm. Um, but but players like Conor Gallagher in the middle were just horrible. Actually, yeah, oh yeah, it felt he had a good game though, didn't he? Chelsea player. Yeah. Yeah, and that that big that big lump from Arsenal. So, <laughs> so he, I can't remember now. Yeah. At, at the back, he must be about six foot five um, from from the Arsenal youth setup. So I think I think they, yeah, they, they've got decent players everywhere. So so to 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 have to have managed to change things up, confuse the hell out of them. Eventually, they got enough bookings to sit off us. Um, we, we 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 ground out. A win that I don't think we would have ground out under Potts. Mm-hmm. I just get the impression there's a lot more belief in those games. Like you know, as fans, we're we're following the score, we're, we're streaming it or whatever we're doing to to watch it. Twenty minutes to go, it's nil nil. We're all we're all expecting the worst at that point. But I do start to think that slowly, from the players' point of view, that's shifting, and like they keep going because they know there's going to be an opportunity. And when you've got Kane and Son in the form they're in up front, it only takes that one chance towards the end of the game, and you know they're going to take it. And it was um it was a brilliant header from Kane as well, like the strength and the anticipation, but the ball from Doherty as well, equally, was absolutely fantastic. And I think that, that will hopefully be a big moment for him, for Doherty, because yeah. I don't think he started fantastically for us. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that will give him a bit more confidence and a bit more belief now that, you know, he's set up the winner in a game that was pretty ugly, but was a must win. Um, and there was a bit of pressure on us going into that game because it was a case of, you know, if we win, we're going to go top. I know it's only the eighth game of the season and albeit we went top for half an hour, but it's still that mentality shift, isn't it? Of like, this is an opportunity at this point in the season to go top of the league. Like, take it. You're playing probably the worst side in the division. Like, you need to go there and get the win. And, and we did. Um, and I just think that, you know, the late late goal there, the late-ish goal against Burnley, it's just, it's, it's really, really positive that we can be nicking those types of games where yeah. if we'd have drawn both of them nil-nil, we probably couldn't have really moaned about that. But the fact that we've nicked them both one-nil, fantastic. Do you remember under Poch, there was, a, there was a time for a couple of years where 
it was really strange and it was it was amazing but I didn't feel like I supported Tottenham anymore like every game you think you would win you just mm-hmm. I didn't fear these types of games I just thought we could take anybody and at the moment I've started to slip into that feeling of just thinking we're going to grab a win somehow I know it's only three games since bloody West Ham but I, I still have that confidence now it's really good to get it back 100%. Yeah, but the way we're doing it is differently. That was a wave, like we talk about a lot, was a wave of emotion. And it, it felt more like that at home rather than on uh, at home and away. Whereas now it feels like we're winning based on character. You know, when you watch all the old United players and they talk, we, I think we talked about it last week, about how they're losing and they're not seeing that fight, that spirit, that it's really hard to train into people. It has to be a team effort and it has to be... There has to be some sort of killer mentality in them that they want to win. And that's what we're seeing now. And you have to praise Mourinho for that. And that's what I think he's he's brought to the team. And I think, I th- you know, there, there were people who doubted him, right, after um, after Man United. Has he got it? And I think we're seeing what he's doing now. He, he's far more organisational than I thought he would be. He was a bit more emotional um, when he was at Chelsea. It was all, it was, there was a lot of talk about mentality and things. I don't feel like he's that type of manager anymore. I feel it feels like he's far more in control. He's far more communicative. I think he's far more level-headed, and he's doing an amazing job for us. Yeah. And he's also, he's got a point to prove, though, hasn't he? He's never had that in his career where he's had a point to prove, whether he's at Chelsea, Inter, Madrid, or wherever. He's always come off the back of huge success. So it was only really United people started to question him. So maybe maybe there's more inside him as well that wants to wants to you know get back to his his record. Yeah. Yeah. Could, can I uh, call out Eric Dyer, who had a fantastic game? Mm. Well, I'm pleased you mentioned Dyer because I was going to say there, ASD, about what you were just saying about the fact that, you know, he's, he's bringing in that winning mentality. And you look at the spine of the team, Dyer, Hoiberg, Kane, like centre-back, centre-midfield, centre-forward. There's three guys in there. Obviously, you've got one world-class footballer, but Dyer and Hoiberg are just two guys that I think that they understand what they are. Mm. And I think that that's so important that they're not trying to overplay it. Like I've always been a big fan of Dyer, and I've always said centre half is his position. And but I just think that we're we're starting to play in a way that suits him a little bit more. And it's like mm. he's quite an old school centre half, really. When you when you watch him play, um, and it was his type of game, really. West Brom, as was Burnley. Um, and you sort of you can see that he almost like enjoys that type of game where it's going to be a battle and it's going to be scrappy and you've got to put your body on the line. You're going to have to win seven or eight headers. Um, I thought he was excellent. There was a little bit of analysis about him on Match of the Day too, wasn't there, for me and Wright, who was just saying that his positional play looks like it's really kicked on this season. He just sort of knows where he needs to be and he's reading the game a lot better. Um, I think Dyer and Alderweireld looks like the centre-back pairing now, doesn't it? Like Sanchez has been in and out of the team a little bit and he had that stinker in the Europa League. And I think he's... I get the impression that Jose maybe doesn't trust him at the moment. So it looks like it will be Dyer and Alderweireld. Um, we haven't lost the game when they've started this season. Yeah. Oh, we've won every game. And two clean sheets in the last three as well, with them two at centre-half. So that's ex- it's excellent. Um, I just feel like the whole back four looks a bit more settled now as well, with Doherty, Dyer, Alderweireld and Reggie. Like There seems to be some good balance there. And then Hojbjerg sitting just in front. It's like, you need that consistency in the back four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Reggie had a good game as well. I think he's brilliant. I, I think he's transformed the whole yes. side from left back. Like he's uh, class. Uh, he really is class. He reminds yeah. me so much of Robertson at Liverpool. Like it, the way he bombs mm-hmm. forward, like it just brings a whole another way of playing for us, which is amazing. 
I saw a rumour that he they might have let him go because uh, he fell out with Zidane's son or something. He had an argument with him, so they just got rid of him. But it, it feels strange that no one else was in for him because everybody seems to be playing with these overlapping wingers and there can't be many better than him for the price we got him for. In, in I think Europe. Seville tried to keep him on, didn't they? They they tried oh, to, but they. couldn't afford his his wages. And United were definitely in for him. But he clashed he clashed with Ramos as well. He had a, he had a bust up on the training ground with Ramos about three or four years ago. I, I understand, really? which is why they loaned him out because Ramos obviously has a lot more control there. He's one of those obviously significant yeah. figures at the club, and he wanted him out apparently. How much truth there is to that, I don't know, but I, I doubt it. I doubt it's all uh, it's all made up. He, he had a he, he he got known for being quite chopsy, I think. Yeah, yeah. I heard. He also yeah. fell out with um, uh, Zidane's son, who's uh, who's who's I think one in one one of the younger sort of keepers in the under twenty three squad. Yeah. Uh, apparently Zidane didn't even say goodbye to him. Really? Yeah. Cutthroat. Eh? Cutthroat. Just, just Zidane the, just, sounds. He's such a proper tool, isn't he, Zidane? The way he is. What a tool. It's, it's the Gallic charm. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I, he had Reggie had a really tough time yesterday when I left. He had he had that Furlon and Gallagher, just just really really just just prodding him and just right at him, and and he, and he lost out on a couple couple of challenges, um, but he just kept battling. He's a real fighter. Yeah, he is. Well, and let's not. This is a boy who grew up in, you know, the heat of Spain, eating oranges for lunch, and he's <laughs> he's he's propping up in West Bromwich, in in like with orcs surrounding the bus as they got there, like drawn to the light as they came up out of the swamp. Like this is <laughs> not his natural habitat, so you can't respect him for that. <laughs> You know, that, that scene, I think it's in Lord of the Rings 2, where they're literally pulling orcs out of the mud, <laughs> slamming the hand on their head with the paint on it. That's how they get the numbers in West Brom shirts. Yeah, I believe. He's not used to them. <laughs> um, should we talk a little bit about Harry Kane? Because Ooh. not only did he get the winner, he's got 150 Premier League goals now. I mean, the guy is an absolute machine. Where does he rank on the list of the Premier League's greatest ever strikers, do we think? Premier League's greatest ever. Right, let's talk about this. Let's talk ratios. Best ever. I, I don't know who's better. Because you, obviously you've got Alan Shearer, and you can't argue with that. 260 goals, 441 at 0.59, right? So a goal, just under a goal every other game. Next one's Wayne Rooney, not a proper striker. Like sort of an attacking player, but he's not a striker. Then you've got Andy Cole. Less than a goal every other game. Um what were Andy Cole's numbers, actually? Um, 187 goals in 414 games. So that's yeah. 0.45. And you've got Aguero, who's got uh, the closest to Kane at, uh, in terms of ratio. He's got 180 goals in 265 games. It's 0.68. He is decent, Aguero. And yeah. I, I, I feel if you put Kane in Aguero's, in the teams Aguero's been playing under, he would have more goals. So got, not actually that far behind Aguero in terms of Premier League goals. No, but nearly half the games. That's yeah. just that, like that, just doesn't sound right. Do you know what I mean? It's like Aguero's yeah. like one of the greatest strikers the Premier League's had, and Kane is was that thirty odd goals behind him. It's just absolutely basically a season behind him. It's yeah, bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. And next, you got Fat Frank on 170. I mean, you said strikers, but if we're talking goal scorers, he's got 177 goals, but in 609 games, so it's a goal every three games. Amazing for a midfielder, but not a striker. And then you've got Thierry Henry, who obviously didn't play his whole career at Arsenal, 
had a good time in Barcelona, but 0.68 as well. So the same ratio as Aguero. Then you're down at Robbie Fowler and Jermaine Defoe, both of them much less than a, a goal every other game. Then you've got Harry Kane equal with Michael Owen. Michael Owen was crazy prolific, but he, he had 150 and 326. But the, he's now, I, I, I'm looking, like, I'm looking down. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Van Persie, uh, Anelka, Ian Wright. I can't believe Lukaku's so high. Uh, I don't know. Score that many Premier League goals, but I feel like you always got to have Drogba in, in this. That's conference. exactly where I was going. But Drogba yeah. only 104 goals and 254 appearances. Mm. But Drogba was unplayable at times. Crouchy. Yeah, didn't Drogba not? I don't think he got 20 goals in a season until he was about 25, 26. There's a weird stat about him when he became prolific. He was quite quite a slow starter. But, and Torres, um, Torres is, as well as the other one. I know he's goal ratio, but if you're thinking about greatest Premier League strikers that, that that couple of years at Liverpool where he was just absolutely electric he, he, he got injured right and we the the transfer was pushed through on transfer deadline too when he went to Chelsea for 50 million and they didn't do a they didn't do a medical and they would have realized that he's, he had some muscle injuries that would never repair and he lost his pace if you go on and have a look at uh, the compilation of Torres got all Torres goals for Liverpool they are un Believable. The one he scored against Blackburn might be my favourite Premier League goal of all time, where he gets played over his shoulder and he hits it sort of across his body volley. It's it's, the, it's my favourite Premier League goal of all time. Right. I just want to say, if Kane, uh, with his current ratio, plays the same amount of games as uh, Shearer, he'll end up with a 304 goals, which is 45 more than Shearer's got, which is absolutely nuts. And he's well on the way to doing that, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't see a world where Kane doesn't score over 300 Premier League goals. No, I just can't see it. Like, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to necessarily go and play in another league. He might, if he moves, I feel like he's the type of guy that would probably stay in the Premier League. So it's like I just can't, I can't see a world where he doesn't get 300 Premier League goals and doesn't break Jimmy Greaves' all-time Spurs record. And no. like. Everyone said, didn't they, with Shearer that it can't, that no one will get anywhere near it. And the, I think the only thing that will stop Kane potentially is injuries. That, that yeah. genuinely is the only thing. And you forget with Shearer as well that, you know, he missed 18 months for injuries. So it's like he could have had even more goals. And he did play, you know, large spell of his career at Newcastle as well, which obviously is not the best side. So can I, um, I, I did some research for this. So can I give you some hurricane facts? And then some Kane goals, which we'll obviously remember, but they're not the most popular ones. So I want to remember 2017. What a crazy season that was when he got 39 Premier League goals in a calendar year. And obviously, it's not the same as normal records, but 39 goals in 36 games in a calendar year. That is unbelievable. But then do you remember he got six hat tricks in that season as well? Yeah. And didn't he score more goals than anyone in that calendar year? Like Messi, Ronaldo, like he scored more yeah. than anybody. Like yeah. It, just it's in normally with stats you're like you just ignore Messi and Ronaldo because like no one can get near it so like, just discard it but like he'd scored more goals than them in across the whole year yeah. it's like it, it's extraordinary can I give you just these goals so he's also the fastest player ever to 20 Champions League goals let's and let's not forget that and we, we've had some pretty poor Champions League outings with him in the team so I want to um so there's four goals that I wanted to remember specifically at those. So Dortmund in 2017, when he scored, I think the first goal. Oh no, his son scored the first goal, and then he scored quite a similar goal where he beat a man, like, smashed I, it in at the near post, smashed yeah, it yeah. in the near yeah. post. So when we that was really an unreal game. Dominated that, Dortmund that, that Yeah, game. that was because didn't we go one 0 up early, and then I remember Yarmolenko getting an absolute. Yeah, Johnny scored. 
Yeah, Yarmolenko scored a lovely blue, bent it in from trying to feel something. Yeah, that's right. the other and then it was like neck and neck, and then we went on and, and got the winner. It was at Wembley as well, wasn't it? it was, that yeah, was a right. brilliant night. I remember that, yeah. Next one, um, his goal against Juventus, when they no one had scored against them in about 200 years, and we went up there and got a 2-2 draw. Do you remember that one? When Ericsson scored underneath the wall, but Kane opened the scoring with a really just great goal where he took it down the left channel, didn't they? And then, and then cut in and beat um, Buffon at the near post. That was a really, like, it felt really like that was the world stage and he was performing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Barcelona uh, to make it 4-2, I think, or 2-1. You know, that that goal, absolutely brilliant. And then Dortmund away when we were ready, was it 3-0 up or 2-0 up? Nil, yeah. Absolutely perfect with, weirdly, a through ball from Sissoko. Yeah. <laughs> Clearance, yeah, but I, I went back through the earlier years, so I've only got some from uh, up to 2016. It's not many, but do you remember Swansea away in 2014? He was number, he was still like number 18, but it was a fourth minute, and it was a massive header where the ball oh, came yeah. in, floated in, and he just wanted it more than everyone else. He just ran in and just smacked it in with his head. Remember? Yeah, yeah I remember. That was class. Uh, obviously, got Chelsea in 2015, but then. Away at West Brom on the 31st of January in 2015. Do you remember Dembele runs it? We're, I think we're in a in a in the yellow kit. Yellow kit, yeah. Dembele is on the edge of the box, surrounded by three players. He plays it to Kane, who, who sort of controls it with his left foot, but knocks it back across his body, and it sort of dinks up, and then he absolutely smashes it yeah. past Foster. It doesn't uh, even go in the corner, does it? It like goes in the no. middle. He hits it so hard in the middle, right next to Foster. He just doesn't have a chance to react. That was amazing. Um, 31st December in that year, 2015, when against Southampton, where Lamella and Delhi get almost broken in half by each of their tackles, and it comes to Kane, and he's one on one with Van Dyke. Remember that one? Or Virgil. And um, makes Virgil air kick it. You remember it? Absolutely nowhere, and then pushes it past the keeper. Um, and then the last one I was just going to mention was Liverpool in April 2016, when he became. Uh, Tottenham's highest ever league scorer where Ericsson was running right into the corner managed to keep it in played it to Kane Kane had his back to goal shielded it amazing turn bottom right and corner to take us level I think I think we might have drawn or lost that game I think Coutinho had scored earlier in that game yeah. that's it that was um, that was a brilliant brilliant goal I also remember him getting a a, a brilliant goal at home to Everton we beat them 3-2 and we battered them and he, get, he takes it I think this is the last season at White Hart Lane and he gets the ball from about 25 yards out. He must have only been in about the 10th minute and he hits uh, yeah. it and it like it dips. It, yeah. it, like, it doesn't go in the top corner. It doesn't go in the bottom. It's like midway in the goal, but he strikes it with such pace and power that he just dips and flies past the keeper. Yeah. Like, I think that was a good 30 yards, wasn't it? I remember that. Yeah. I watched it with my Everton mate. Yeah, no, it's a great goal. He, he did that against Burnley last season at home. Um, oh, yeah. no, no one talks about it because... Son got the goal of the season in the same game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, all of these goals we're talking about, they're all different types of goals. Like we've got long ranges, headers, link up play, clinical finishes. Like he can score any type of goal. It's just, he's the complete striker. We have to mention the goals against Arsenal as well. Like we can't, yeah. And the, the mask goal. So much, the mask goal, which is just. Is that yeah. your favourite? That's the goal that I've gone the most mental at ever watching Spurs was when that went in that was a, I think that was the loudest I'd ever felt White Hart Lane the, the problem with that he one for no me right he had no right to score from there no it, it was just that because we drew didn't we Sanchez yeah. got the goal to make it 2-2 the, the, 
Oh yeah, the the most mental I've ever went is the um is the, his other one, his first goal in the derby. The header. The header from the Bentley cross. It was just unbelievable. Went went nuts for it. Do you remember there was one against Huddersfield? I think it was in Wembley where there was a throw in. And it went straight to him, and he sort of turned one player and it was, was it was at Huddersfield, yeah. And there was a defender who just tried to tackle him, and he sort of just shrugged him off. And then I think it was a left foot finish, yeah. curled around. Yeah, it, that, again, that was after about like two minutes of a game. We, I think, we beat Huddersfield four nil that that game. That's we, it. That's it. Them. And it was just again, it was just like it was a ridiculous goal. But then I also really liked the goal. You know, you know when he went mental at the end of that season and got seven goals in two games. Against Leicester and Hull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, he got one at Leicester where, like, he, he, he sort of threw one feet one and just hits the ball so hard and it just goes yeah. under Casper Schmark because he, yeah, he just yeah. can't save them because yeah. of the amount of power that he hits. But those two games were crazy, weren't they? Seven goals in two games. Like, yeah. A lot of teams don't do that. Was that like, Leicester and Southampton? Hull, Leicester and Hull. Oh, Hull oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other thing about Kane, though, he's got in his, in his last. Is it 14 games? I think I read he's had 13 goals and 10 assists. That's that could be like if you took just the goals and called him a number nine, that would be prolific. But if you called him a number 10 and said it was zero yeah. goals and 10 yeah. assists in 14, you you know you'd you'd celebrate that as well. So the fact he's done it as one is incredible. So I, I've 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 had this situation twice where right where I did a driving day once where I drove a Formula Two car. Um, and it was the fastest thing I'll ever drive. Like I might drive something that's got more horsepower, but the, this thing, and I've driven an Aerolatum and I came out of both of them and went, I'll never drive a better car again. And I've had that with food where when I've been to some, you know, double Michelin star places and I come out and go, well, it's just ruined food for me now. I'll never eat, I'll never eat this one again. And Kane's doing that for strikers for me. I will never, yeah. will never see a better striker at Spurs ever. I, I don't yeah. care who it is. Like Bale had his weaknesses. Kane. The one thing I was just thinking with Kane when I was watching those videos back was you rarely see him just one on one. Like I feel there's a lot more strikers you see, like Sonny, we see one on one far more often. That's because obviously of his pace. But it's weird to me because a lot of goals, a lot of strikers get their goals one on one, but he's never in it position because he doesn't play on the pace game. So actually, I think that the difficulty level of his goals has gone up just because of how, because of the situation he's in. He's always surrounded by someone. I think it just is clear, isn't it, with Kane, like his all-round game. He'll, he'll, he'll always score goals in any team, in any style, but if you can get pace up there with him, it just it, it gives him that little bit more space, doesn't it, and freedom yeah. to play. Because if you think back to, you know, when it was when we were playing the wing-backs and we had Kane, Eriksson and Delhi as the front three, like, he didn't have anywhere near as much influence on the whole side back then because he couldn't, mm. he basically had to stay up front yeah. and hold the ball and link it, you know, in the final third. Whereas now... Because you've got Son and Bale just, you know, willing to run in behind and stretch teams and Reggie making overlaps as well. It's like he's basically got a free roll from centre forward. Like he must yeah. he must be absolutely loving it at the moment. Like he's the best player in the Premier League. He's probably the best player in, in Europe at the moment by a mile. Um he's playing in a team that, you know, is scoring goals for fun. He's got brilliant quick attackers around him. He's the main man. He's playing at the club that he you know that he loves. It's like He's literally living living every supporter's dream at the moment. It must be unbelievable. I yeah. can't wait to be sorry. Tottenham fan. Yeah, but but equally, he just it, I, the bit I just don't get is why is he so why, why is he so hated elsewhere? 
It's jealousy, Jay. I think like that's uh, genuinely like uh, that's just you know, you do you see Stan Collymore's piece that's getting a load of airtime on Twitter? No, he wrote in the mirror today. You know, he, you know, he's he wrote a piece just on Harry Kane, but but his his summary was he just lacks the X factor of a Shearer and a Drogba, and I mean, doesn't doesn't get hatfuls of gold the way Shearer. Did. I mean, you 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 you've just you just kiboshed that, but I think. Yeah, you're right. It's jealousy, but it's just, it's just an innate sense. And I, I think, I think with Collymore, that, that there's a sense of, you know, he's ex-Liverpool, isn't he? And 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 it's that lot that seem to hate him more than any other fan base. And I find that really weird. It goes back to that, almost goes back to that, that season when he was neck and neck against Salah. Yeah. Boot, do you remember? And he. Yeah. Cl- Stat, Stato shared that Stoke goal earlier in the week, yeah. and, I, and it just got me thinking about that. And do you remember? Do you remember the, the response that? I mean, it got a little bit of Mickey take from all fans, but the Liverpool fan base just went yeah. awful. Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. think that they're this this loved team and they they own football and it, it's all about them. If it's not all about them, there's something wrong with the world. They, they need to move on. No one likes them. It's the Klopp you, isn't this lovable German. He's not. I, I'm sick of him. But do you remember that if, if, even some of the players were out tweeting about 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 the fact that he claimed that he, he supposedly claimed that Stoke goal from yeah Merrickson. It was just it was just bizarre. bizarre. And I think the fan base is totally bought into the rhetoric that he gets he, he, he gets the treatment he gets the favourable treatment where 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 they're where they're front where they're when they're supposedly cheating, get reprimanded, and and it's just, I just don't get it. I just don't get our, our as a nation of fans, our inability to just lord him in the in the way that we all lorded Alan Shearer. It's tall. I feel like with Kane, he'll be, he'll be one that like his his career at Spurs in the Premier League will always put this. There's always going to be people that will be on him, and then when he retires. Everyone will be like, "What a brilliant player! He's a Premier League legend." It's like you yeah. appreciate him while we've got him. Like the guy is, the guy's sensational. Like on the pitch, like the, the numbers he gets is phenomenal. But like, it, I think that he's England captain as well. Like, I think what he represents and what he stands for is like a good thing, and it's like that should be seen as a positive thing in football yeah. at the minute, given you know how many bad characters there are. Um, like, I think it's just one of them things. It's jealousy when you're when you're that good, people are going to hate you. It's like. Yes. Mm. What would Stan Collymore say he's got the X Factor? Uh, no, he didn't have the X Factor. I was just I was I was just looking at it about half an hour ago before we came on. Because oh, oh. and as usual, Tottenham Twitter just just pounced all over it. Yeah. <laughs> what did Ulrika say, or did was she not in a position? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 exactly. no, 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 no. No one said uh, he can't. He can't beat the last man like I beat Ulrika. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely didn't make that. <laughs> oh, I, I just, I, you I'm not joking about that. that I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, no so, that. Kane, Bale, and Sons. So that was the first time we've seen the three of them start together in the Premier League. Now, Bale had a little bit of an indifferent game, didn't he? But um, how, how excited are we about the prospect of that? Because it, the, the three of them. It hasn't quite gelled yet. Like we know it will. Um, yeah. We're getting the results without having to need all three of them on top of the game at the moment. But how excited are we about you know in a couple of months' time when they are all up and running and know each other's game inside and out? How excited are we about that? The last three games. It's going to work. Go on. The last three games we've won one nil, 
from headers from Bale, Son, and Kane, all assisting each other. What more do you want? I want to <laughs> You know what? <laughs> <laughs> what I'd have liked to have seen against, again, especially against West Brom, is us take them on. We didn't take them on. Mm-hmm. Every time Song got the ball in the final third, he passed it sideways or backwards. He looks naked. Yeah. <clears throat> well, just take, just take him on. And and yeah. Conor Gallagher's going to hack him down and get a card at the, at the very. Yeah. That, that, that'll be a result. Well, Jay, I feel like you've got something against Conor Gallagher. It's about the fourth time you've mentioned him. It's absolutely. I, I I mean, I was swearing profusely at him yesterday. <laughs> did you pay for it? Huh? Did you pay for it? Yeah, I did. Oh, what about the Spurs game? <laughs> Get out. Yeah, you know the only reason I, oh, it, I, 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 I could I could I could get the goal. I could watch the goal before all you lot. You'd be a minute behind on your dodgy streams. <laughs> I, don't, I, said, I, I wanted to pay for it because even if half the money goes to the club, half the money's going to the club and they're not getting my money anyway for, for, for my season ticket. Yeah, so, I get that. I get that. But anyway. That's the last game yeah. that everyone's paying for, isn't it? Yeah. They're, now, they're now rethinking the whole thing. And listen to me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, it's international break now, so now Esther, you were just standing there about sun looking exhausted. So it'd be good for some of them to get a bit of a rest. Um, there was some um, good mind games from Jose. I don't know if you saw the that stuff. Like Hale, sat on the bench with his ankle in a load of, in an ice pack. Yeah. So it's like he might, not, he might not be playing for Wales all of a sudden. So international break, which the England game might potentially, we might have to be forfeiting that, which is an interesting one because of COVID and lockdown restrictions. So we'll see what happened there. But hopefully, again, it's a chance for some of the players that have played a lot of minutes to, to not play too much. Sorry, I missed that. He was on. A, he, I saw I saw the pictures of him with an ice pack. You thought yeah. that was Jose Mind Games? Mind Games is so going to try and get him to pull out of the Wales squad. So then do, he can have a couple Bale, of do you think Bale wants to pull out of the Wales squad? No. He never has, has he? he's always wanted to play. Like when he was at Madrid, he was always there, but I don't know. Who have Wales got, SD? I don't know. Aren't these friendlies? So maybe. Say that in Welsh. Hmm? Did you just say that in Welsh, ASD? <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Uh, we've got the USA on Thursday and then Nations League. Oh, yeah, we've got Ireland, did a big game, and then Finland. Is that Nations League? Nations well, League are the second two. Sunday, next Wednesday. Oh, God. Gareth Belvey, Matt Doherty. Yeah. Did you say that in Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> Indian. You started Diwali early. Oh, here it is. should we do a quiz that you prepared for us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went back to Kane's first ever goal for Spurs, which was against... Hearts? No, Shamrock Rovers. When we went out, and uh, I would give you their team, but I'm not sure it really matters. But Thingy was on the bench, if I remember correctly. Rowan Ricketts was on the bench. Oh uh, we God. we won four nil. Uh, Kane didn't actually start, so I'm going to give you the team. I actually quite want you to get one of the substitutes, but I'm not going to. I'll give you the substitutes. Uh, Gomez, Yago, Falke. Harry Kane, Tom Carroll, and um, I want the goalkeeper, the right back, a centre back, the left mid, and the sort of supporting striker. So goalkeeper, right back. One of the centre backs was Kabul. 
I want the other centre-back. And then the left-back was Danny Rose. So I want right-back, goalkeeper, centre-back. In midfield, you had Townsend on the right, Cranchar, Sandro in the middle, and Pien... Oh, balls. I've just given you one. Pienaar on the left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You had Defoe up front and then another striker with him. So now I need four. Okay. So, what year is this, by the what, way? Yeah, what year? What year? Oh, good point. 2011, 12. So I think it was 2012. So, Coco between the sticks. Oh, sorry. It was 15th of, Dece- of December 2011. So we went out of the group stages, I think. Coco? Coco the Clown. Oh, I loved it. No, he was, he was on the bench. Um, Goodicini? I loved Do you remember how Goodicini celebrated in the nil-nil? The AC yes. Milan nil nil nil. He loved yes. it. Yeah, because his dad was an Inter player, I think. Yes. Anyway, yes. Cudicini. If you get this right back and centre back, I, w- I will be amazed. Who, who was the other centre back? Kabul. Kabul. No. Nope. Mm. I'm going to say both of them are playing out of position. Sorry. In fact, they're definitely playing out of position. Just trying to think because it, it's the fact that the Shamrock Rovers, we would have you know, you could send a nobody team out to beat that. Um, was Carl, was Carl Norton playing? Nope, no, nope. but that you're on the right idea. Livermore, Livermore. Oh, what a shame! Jake Livermore is centre half. <laughs> well, I'm out now, that's it. <laughs> I've peaked. So we need the right back, we need the right back and the support striker, and the right back, someone playing out of position as well. Yeah. He's on the wrong side of the pitch. Oh. It couldn't have been Asterikato. It was Asterikato. Oh, right <laughs> my God. This team kept a clean sheet as well. Um, Asterikato and Danny Rose on the pitch at the same time. Right, you need a support striker. Um, playing behind the foe, was it? Yeah. Um, I'd guess and say Pavlochenko. No. One of those... Players who I think he went to. I mean, this would be obvious now. He went to the MLS and did all right. He scored the wonder goal for Mexico. Oh, Dos Santos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited when we signed him. Yeah, yeah same as. Yeah, yeah. It's like what a like this is like this is the signing. This is going to kick us on to the next level. And he was terrible. He was absolutely <laughs> terrible, wasn't he? Did he ever score? I don't remember him getting a goal. Yeah, he did. He, I think he scored in that. Basically, I think everyone who played in the Hearts game scored. He definitely scored. I think. In that. Let me see. Probably Jake Livermore was playing centre half. That's just. <laughs> You're not getting much distribution from the back, are you? In that team. Maybe they were just playing a, a three at the back. You know. It was like was it Kabul? Was that his, was that who he was playing centre back? Was Kabul yeah. and Livermore? I mean, that is ugly. Uh, I Tottenham Stevenage away. They went. That was the nil-nil, was it? And with Ryan nil. Nelson. Ryan That's Nelson. It. it was three. Ryan Nelson. Dawson. It was Gallas and Dawson in the back oh. three. Wow. And, yeah. You're not playing a high line with that, are you? Well, no. And Asurakotu played left wing on that day. Just so bad. So yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Can we, did you see that thing on Match of the Day with um, how high Man United's line was when their whole back four was in the opposition penalty box? <laughs> in the Champions League. And that was just... That was horrific. horrific that was, no, that was on this weekend. They, oh, was it? Yeah, we've well, got to think like three of the top six have been managed by amateurs. You've got Oli United. He's, man, he's mentioned, he's managed what that, that Norwegian team, effectively yeah. an amateur. Mold. Fat Frank. Yeah, yeah. Mold. Fat Frank, who did Derby for a season, amateur, and who's the other one? Arteta. Arteta, who 
he's doing really well, got nothing against him, but he's an amateur. And I think he will. I mean, look, they just got battered by Villa, like outplayed. And I can't wait to play all three of them. Oh, my God. I'm actually worried about playing Villa. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see us play. I think Jack Grealish is a wonderful player. I really oh, really he's, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. The, th- the third goal was just incredible. It was Grealish into, yeah. in, into Ross Barkley yeah. on, on, on the byline and bang into Ollie Watkins and in. The pace mm. and quality. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Um, Ross Barkley is the one that's bringing that whole Villa side together, though. Like, yeah. He's a really, really underrated player. It's, like, the, we, it's the perfect club for him, especially with, with alongside Grealish. Takes some heat off him, doesn't it? Yes. And we, we tried to get him in that January window, didn't we? And when he ended up going mm. to Chelsea, and it was a little bit yeah. like... I was disappointed we didn't get him, but a little bit like, oh, it's not the end of the world. But like you see some of the games that he has, like his physique for a central midfielder is just perfect, isn't it, in the Premier League? Like he's, yeah. he's a really, really good player. And him and Grealish linking up with Watkins is, I mean, Villa look, Villa uh, look great. Ross Barkley's always annoyed me because he's got the same thing Wes Brown has, where his skin's the same colour as his hair, so you can't see his hairline is. <laughs> it really pisses me off. <laughs> you should be on match of the day, mate. That's the sort of punditry we <laughs> need. Mate, if... if Jermaine Jennings can get anywhere near a microphone. I reckon I can because he, he, I reckon you could get more intelligent drivel by just farting into a microphone. It's, he's awful. Oh, oh, I don't know. It's Mac, Macca and Owen. It's all, it's I all love, the oh, scouse yes. lot. I can't oh, I love JJ. He's, he's I am with you, I love him. You know yes. what? If, if, if he makes I, me feel so clever. I, I'd like, <laughs> him to, like him to be my mate, JJ. <laughs> you what? He plays golf, talks, he talks sense. It's got a lovely family, you know. I, I mean, I think we could be mates. Opposites attract and all that. <laughs> I was looking at Dos Santos. So he scored a lot in pre-season um, when we won the final Jubilum t- tournament. He scored his first goal for us in against Shakhtar Donetsk, then went to Ipswich and he came uh, back. And then he scored against Shamrock Rovers and scored against Cheltenham Town and that was it. I mean, it's not a great list, is it? No. I don't really know why we're talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know, I mean, the, the, the downside to Harry Kane, it, it, you know, if there is one, and this this is it, has been our inability um, to blood an effective support to him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been it's been um, an endemic issue since since he really hit 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 the highs, and I think. I mean, back 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 to um, uh, back back to Ollie Watkins. I mean, David David Pleat's been been singing his praises for years, and apparently telling it t- telling telling the hierarchy at Tottenham that we should have signed him. And he went for what 15, 20 million? Oh no, it was way more than that in the end, didn't it? Wasn't it like 30, 35? It was a big yeah. thing. Yeah, Someone it was around thirty. Friend. Yeah, he he was out. He was an outstanding talent, mm. and he's British, homegrown. I just I just don't see why we weren't even interested. Now now I haven't haven't now seen Vinicius another big strong in the mould of Kane, you know, very skillful, got an, eye, got an eye for an assist as well. Um, you, you can sort of see where we're, where we're going with it, but Ollie uh, and Ollie Watkins would have just given us an entirely new dimension. Yeah, it's a good move for him though going to Villa, isn't it? Because like if he can be there for a couple of seasons score goals maybe getting an England squad like it's, and, and then the next move for him isn't it when he's like 26 27 is to go to the Champions yeah. League side but the way the league's going at the minute that might be Villa anyway 
Like, yeah, it's a lot to spend as well for someone who's never been in the Premier. Yeah. I mean, he's twenty, he's twenty-five, isn't he? He's older than you think, mm. or twenty-four maybe. But but either way, you, it's a lot of money for a twenty-four-year-old who's not played Premier League before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, no game, no game to preview because of international break. Um, so we're back. We've got City is the next league game, and we'll do a pod before that. But obviously, this is going to be the start of the tough run now that we've got coming up, where we've got yeah. City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. Palace, Leicester, Wolves. It might not be in that exact order, but they're the songs <clears throat> coming up. Um, so it's, it's going to be a big run for us. If we can, if we can mm. do well out of those seven games, then I think we can start to maybe begin to get a little bit excited about potentially what this season could have in store for us. There aren't many sides in the Premiership that we have a better record against than Man City. Mm. I don't. I don't. I'm not scared of playing City to no. be honest anymore. I, I'm just. I, I'm you not. You watched that game yesterday, the Liverpool City game. Yeah. So great tense. game. Great game, but it's both so tense. Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're both so unsettled, aren't they, as a team, because of injury issues and all sorts. I mean, City at the back are, you know, they're, they're leaking goals. I think it's a good time to play them, really, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, I always get the feeling, whenever we've played City, that you're going to get chances against them. Yeah. And it's like, if you're clinical, mm. you can do it. Like So I've, I've, I've never been that scared of them like Liverpool are always the team in the last few years that I've always been like oh that's just not going to be a, a good game and Chelsea as well just because it's Chelsea mm. I, you know like I said we'll do a proper preview of the City game but I, you know, I, I feel like at the minute we can take anyone on like there's no one really in the Premier League but I'm like I want to avoid playing them I'm just like bring them on yeah 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 the, bo- the bogey teams are out of the way aren't they the one I'm most looking forward to is Arsenal yesterday they just they just they just became so inept as the game went on Aubameyang just became anonymous yeah yeah just it was just a sight to be hard I didn't pay for that one I streamed it um, <laughs> but, um but, I loved them Jay that that Arsenal game when we knocked them out of the league cup Christmas time, me and Stato in that bar full of Arsenal fans. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Jay at full time wishing them all Merry Christmas as they left was the highlight of it all. <laughs> it's great yeah. times. Great times. Yeah. All these all these IT workers. That's, that's it. That's it. But look, fingers crossed, international break, victory uh, or victories for, for England. No injuries. That's the key thing for, for any of our main players. He is next. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. I mean, whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you suppose. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola. Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. 
We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.